Today is the 1st of February 2018. Today is Thursday. So now um, we are into the 10th day of this Metta Meditation Retreat. We have been practicing or cultivating Metta for 10 days. And having cultivated metta, loving kindness, for 10 days continuously, the, uh, the metta has become quite strong. This morning, Sayado did an um, interview with seven yogis, meditators, and um, the metta of all of these meditators is good. Um, Sayato will uh, relate now something that somebody said in an interview yesterday. And that meditator said that metta or the practice of metta is like medicine for the heart. So it's a very good, very good, very powerful heart medicine. And the meditator further said that this center, meditation center, is like a hospital. And that Sayado, Doviranyani, and Do Arya are like physicians, like doctors. And the meditator further said that although she was cultivating metta, sometimes the nivaranas, the hindrances would arise, but then Continuing to cultivate metta, the nivaranas, the hindrances would disappear again. And she said that um, her heart 
had really opened up, had become wide, and that there was a lot of um, strength. Yes, uh, this is correct. What the yogi related is, um, is good practice. So when the uh, hindrances appear or any uh, unwholesome mental states, akusala, then one can resort to cultivating metta, practicing metta. So this, the practice of metta is like the medicine for uh, the unwholesome mental states to disappear. And to the point of the metta, the yoga, the other group, the yoga, the yoga, And especially metta is the medicine that makes dosa, all forms of anger, disappear. Metta, or the medicine of metta, cures the dosa. Metta deyane nevi soyen, dosa deyale mapshifu, psilayane di dosa deyagu, metta ne bejayen, chenine dwemave pyaugen bidoare. So through the practice of metta, the cultivation of loving-kindness, then when it's strong, the all forms of dosa can no longer arise. They have no opportunity to arise. And so in this way, they disappear. They are absent. And likewise, if other nivaranas, hindrances come up, we can cure them uh, with the medicine of metta. When cultivating metta, they disappear and we become free of these hindrances. So therefore, if any forms of unwholesome mental states arise, if any of the hindrances arise, then we should take the medicine of metta. Now Sayato will relate another little story something that the meditator told him this morning during the interview. So the yogi said that today she was cultivating metta for the neutral person. And she said she can uh, cultivate metta very well. And she said that 
this neutral person was one of the meditators. Before cultivating metta for this other meditator, uh, she said that um, she had been annoyed, she had been disturbed by this meditator, and so there were angry thoughts for this meditator. She said that um, this other yogi created some disturbances that uh, destroyed her concentration. And she said that that these disturbances were that this yogi would come into the meditation hall late and then that she would sit down noisily or make noises or open a little bottle or little box uh, but with, and making noise with that. Or then later on that this meditator would change uh, posture quite frequently. And uh the and the meditator said, I know that she did not do that on purpose, that she did not know this, uh, did not do this to disturb me, but because um, my concentration was broken through that, that's um, why I got upset about her. Um, she didn't say who that was. So Sayato thought, hmm, did she mean me? <laughs> so therefore, we should behave in a way that we do not disturb others' concentration. Um, although we, we do our things, we do what we need to do, but we should always be very careful that we do it in a way that we do not disturb Author's concentration. Therefore, we should be careful that we do not create any noise whenever we we move, we make movements. And the yogi said further, so today 
I was cultivating metta for that yogi, and today I can cultivate metta for this yogi very well. Um, there is no more annoyance. There is no more anger towards her. <coughs> so this shows that when the power of metta becomes strong, then dosa does no longer arise. And when dosa does arise, then uh, this creates, well, dosa uh, is burning, it, it's burning in the body, yeah, one can feel heat, and dosa also burns the mind. And this leads to both mental suffering and also physical suffering. But then, because the dosa uh, does not arise, then there is no more mental suffering, the, su the mind becomes calm and peaceful, and also the body becomes calm and comfortable. So therefore, uh, you should try to always live with metta. So now we have been practicing metta for 10 days and we have developed metta for ourselves. Then we have cultivated metta for a respected person or a benefactor. Then we have cultivated metta for a very dear friend, a close person. And we have also cultivated metta for a neutral person. That's why in the hearts and minds of the meditators, the metta uh, has become quite strong. So now we should check how strong our metta really is. And so today uh, we will start to cultivate metta towards a hated person or towards an enemy. So, uh, meditators, do you have a person you hate, or don't you don't you don't have a person? Yes. No. 
So then leave the person you hate. So you meditate so you don't have a person you hate. Um, your metta is really good. However, this morning one yogi said that she has many people she hates. <laughs> so she said, I have persons whom I hate a little, I have persons I, late, I hate a bit more, and I have persons I hate a lot. <laughs> so with which of these hated persons should I start? <laughs> so then Sayadaw said, so first take the person you hate a little. <coughs> So if there is a person you hate, then uh, you should proceed to cultivate metta for this kind of person. If you do not have a person you hate, then you should uh, cultivate metta for all living beings. So when we take a person we hate as the object for our metta meditation, then first of all we should reflect on the good side, on the good qualities of that person. So that yogi said that one person she calls the person she hates is her mother and she said well I, I love her also but I hate her also. So then uh, Sayadaw said, you know, do not um, focus on the negative sides of your mother, on those parts that you hate, but ra rather reflect on the good sides of your mother, on those parts um, you love her, and so in that way, cultivate metta for your mother. So, 
in regard to living beings. Um, there is no living being that has only th that we only can hate. Uh, that living being has also uh, good sides, good qualities. So then, in regard to such a person, we should reflect on the good qualities of the person, on the laughable side of this person or being, and then cultivate metta for that person. ยอกิโรมาเวผิดๆยาลูไรลูไรมาชิดเสียชิดโลมงเสียเลยชิดเลยมงเสียอะจองยาชิดโลชิดเสียอะจองยาลีเลยชิดละไลค์อืมออลโ
So when he got down to the pond, there was water in the pond. However, uh, the water was covered with a layer of moss. So, if if he was if he would not be able to drink water, then he could not continue his journey, and uh, he would eventually die. And so then what he did was with the hand he pushed the moss on the surface of the water to the side and then he could uh, take some water into his hand and drink it in this way. So he had been on on this journey, he had been walking very thirsty, but now uh, having drunk the water, he was no longer thirsty, and so he felt happy in both mind and body. And so, uh, in this way, then he, con- he could continue his journey. So for this person, for this man, if he were not able to drink the water, he could not continue his journey, he would not feel happy in both body and mind, and if he had not drunk the water, he would have died. And this man reflected that actually it was uh, th- uh, thanks to the moss who covered the water, so it protected the water and underneath the water was fresh and cool. So actually, so in this way, he felt gratitude to the moss. And so, like this uh, man who had been uh, walking 
who had set out uh, for this journey. Likewise, uh, meditators, meta-meditators are on a journey and so when cultivating metta towards a person one should not reflect upon the bad sides, the bad qualities of this person but one should reflect on the good qualities of this person one should reflect on the good side of this person and then cultivate metta for this person and then when the metta has become really strong then uh, one can cultivate metta for whatever person and because one does not um, see or one does not focus on the difficult qualities then those are no longer arises. So then, whatever person or being we see, there is only metta, or whatever sound we hear from a being, then there is metta for that being. So then, uh, whoever we see, whatever person we see, we are able to cultivate metta for that person, or whatever sound we hear from a person, then we can also cultivate metta for that person. And so then, when there is metta for whatever person we meet, when there is metta for whatever person we hear, then because there is metta, because there is this friendliness, then in return one uh, is also loved, others will also be friendly towards us. And now Sayato will relate the story of Sumana Sama. He will give um, a summary of this story. So a long time ago there was a man called Kukula. Dukula. Du 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 so there was a man called Dukula and a woman called Pariga. And a woman called Pariga. So in the previous existence they 
um, there in the Brahma realm, they were Brahmas, but then after dying as Brahmas, they were reborn as human beings. So the beings in the Brahma realms, the Brahmas, mostly they engage in the practice of the four Brahma Viharas. And for this reason, they are free from tanha, raga, from craving and lust. They are also free from dosa, all forms of anger. Um, so then this um, Dukula and Paribaga, they were born as humans in a family where the parents uh, or the father was a fisherman. So then the children, when they saw how their parents were catching the fish, ca killing the fish, they didn't like it. They just watched and uh, they had a lot of pity. And even when they were told to kill the fish, they did not kill the fish. And when they came of age, when they were uh, 16 years old, well, they were in two different families, two different fisher families. So the parents um, arranged for their wedding. So they, uh, they said, we don't want uh, to get married. Please uh, do not uh, get us married. But so the parents of Tukula, of the young man, said, well, um, even though we told you to catch, to, to kill fish, you did not do that, you did not obey, and now you also uh, do not obey 
that we want to get you married. So they um, they called it their son. And also the parents of Parika, the young woman, scolded her, saying, when we told you to kill fish, you didn't obey. Uh, now we want to get you married, but you don't want to get married. So uh, whatever we tell you, you you do not obey. What what will you do? What are you going to do? So then the young woman, Parika, uh, said, Yes, mother, yes, father, um, it's true, I don't want to kill fish, I don't want to get married. If you give me permission, I uh, want to go and live the life of a hermit. So then the parents said, okay, if you want to become a hermit, then leave and become a hermit. And likewise with the young man, and so they were, were very happy, and they left and went into the forest. And so they were very happy. They followed the river Ganges, walked upstream, um, up to the foot of the Himalayas. So they got up to the foothills of the Himalaya and they followed the river Ganges to its very source. So they came to the place where the river Ganges started. So at that time, the King Saka, king of one of the Deva realms, um, a stone um, became hot. That was a special sign. And so whenever that happened, he <coughs> reflected what uh, 
what the reason for this sign was that the, stot that the stone became hot. And so then reflecting on that, he saw that these two uh, young persons, Dukula and Pariga, um, had left for the forest. Nyanamura Vidajo Namengu Ko Vidajo Dugularu Bali Daru Durogongi or my daughter Lare and a Duru Nivuya Himunda Donchima Nia Tangin Panzin B the Bay Brigra Yeti those only will remain Dabido Panzin B Chat Lukai. So then King Sakam um called one of his ministers and he said these two young persons, Dukula and Parika, they have left for the forest. They want to live as hermits. So please disguise yourself and bring them what they need uh, to be hermits. Bring them uh, an arms bowl, bring them clothes and uh, give them a hut where they can stay. Uh, ဒီဒေဂျုံနတ်တာကြီးလေဒုပြည်ဆင်းဆင်းပြီးတော့အဲဒုကုလာနေဘုရားတင်ခန်းကြောင်းတခြားဘာရိကနေဘုရားတင်
The child's name was uh, Sumana Sama, and this child was the Bodhisatta. So the whole family, the parents and the son, they always engaged in the practice of metta meditation. So the father uh, told his son that uh, there are many dangers around. So um, in order to be protected, cultivate metta, cultivate loving kindness, then you will be protected from any danger. And because of their metta, all the beings, all the animals who live there, deer, uh, the animals in the river, they all laughed, uh, the parents and the son. And the son, Sumanasama, uh, grew up and when he was about 16 years old, um, he also uh, started to take care of his parents, of his mother and father. So taking care of them, um, assisting them when they were taking a shower or going down to the river and fetch water. So, um, the deer who were living in that area, they, for example, they always followed Sumanasama. Like when he went down to fetch water, they would follow him, go with him, or when he went into the forest, then the deer uh, would follow him. And also other animals like tigers or elephants, whenever they came across Sumanasama, they did not attack him, they were not a danger for him, 
but even uh, these animals they laughed sumana sama so um, because of the metta of Sumana Sama's metta, all animals loved him. So Sayato explained uh, just briefly. So on account of one's metta, then other people, other beings, uh, will love uh, one, whatever person, whatever being um, we meet, then they will love us, they will be friendly with us. And so they lived their whole life with Metta and then when they finally uh, passed away they were reborn again in the Brahma realm. So that's why when you uh, cultivate metta, when you when you live with metta, then you have no longer enemies, but you simply have friends. Everybody is your friend. And also, one has no more notion of a person one hates, a person uh, who is one's enemy. One has no more thoughts that I have an enemy or a person I hate. And so, therefore, if we have a person, uh, we call a person we hate, so we have to cultivate metta for that person until all the anger or resentment, ill will disappears, until we no longer see this person as a person we hate, until this person becomes a friend or a person we consider to be our friend. <laughs> However, uh, at the beginning, when we cultivate metta for a person we hate, um, we might not be successful, we might not be able to cultivate uh, loving-kindness towards that person. Because then at the beginning, um, one does not want to incline one's mind towards that person one hates. And so when it's so in because we do not want to cultivate metta for a person we hate, that's why we should uh, start cultivating metta for a person we respect. 
So then, when we cultivate metta for a person, we respect. So when uh, the metta has arisen and is present, then do we change to the person we hate. And then when we are able to cultivate metta for this person we hate, uh, then we simply continue to cultivate loving kindness for that person. However, if we still cannot cultivate metta towards that hated person, then we go back to the respected person and uh, strengthen our metta by cultivating metta for the respected person. And then, when our metta has become strong by cultivating it for the respected person, then we shift to the person we hate and cultivate metta for this person. And then, when we are able to cultivate metta for this hated person, then we simply continue to develop metta for this person we hate. So, as long as we are not able to cultivate metta for the person we hate, we should always shift back to an easy person and then go back. So, shuttling back and forth. <laughs> And then finally, when the metta becomes really powerful and strong, then at that time, we do not consider this hated person a hated person anymore. So then this person, um, we see him or her as a friend. <laughs> So then, when we cultivate metta, we can cultivate metta for any person, and we do not uh, consider any of this person as a person we hate anymore, but there is just metta for any person. So then at that stage the metta of the metta meditator has become really good, like it's the best metta. 
So therefore, if you want to check um, the state of your metta, then um, cultivate metta for any person. And if you can uh, cultivate metta for any person, whoever that uh, person is, and you feel really powerful and strong metta, then that's good. But if you uh, detect that there are some person for whom your metta is not uh, strong or for whom it's difficult uh, to cultivate, when you detect that there is some ill will or any other difficulty, then um, you know that uh, your metta is not yet perfect. But when there is simply strong and powerful metta for any person uh, you take as the object. Um, so then uh, you know that your metta has become really powerful and strong. Um, before Sayedo also conducted a metta meditation retreat in Malaysia. At that retreat, there were about there were a bit over twenty metta meditators. So on the eighth day of that meta retreat, one meditator reported to Sayadaw in the interview, my metta meditation practice is going very well. My metta is quite strong. And um, when I got up from the sitting meditation and when I looked at the tree, there was immediately this feeling of what a lovely tree. <laughs> and then seeing other uh, yogis, meditators, um, uh, I really um, laughed all of them. I felt really close and friendly with them. But, <laughs> but then he said, well, there is some being for whom I cannot develop metta. What is this? Uh, mosquitoes. <laughs> So sometimes when I'm uh, cultivating metta in sitting, then it might happen then that a mosquito is coming, flying around me, landing on my body, and 
um, biting me. So I really cannot cultivate metta for that mosquito. So that person, that yogi, uh, he was able to cultivate metta for living beings, for other uh, living beings, except for mosquitoes. So it should not be like that. So the fact that he uh, was not able to cultivate metta for the mosquito uh, meant that his metta was not yet complete. So one's metta is only complete when one is able to cultivate loving-kindness for all living beings equally, like that all living beings uh, become level, that there is no more distinction. So that's why uh, continue with your metta meditation practice so that finally you're able to cultivate loving kindness to all living beings equally. And now, as Sayato has instructed you, cultivate metta for a person you hate or a difficult person or an enemy and if you have no enemy, no difficult person then you cultivate metta for all living beings. So then uh, we cultivate metta like this. May the person I hate be well, happy, and peaceful. May the person I hate be well, happy, and peaceful. Or may my enemy be well, happy, and peaceful. May my enemy be well, happy, and peaceful. So, may you be able to continue your metta meditation practice, continue the cultivation of metta until it becomes uh, complete, and in this way, may you meditators feel happy and peaceful in both body and mind. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.